Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back. So this episode is all gonna is going to be all about intuitive eating and your cycle. Now I don't know if it's just me and my social media, but there's been a massive rise in information on the cycle itself, how to train during symptoms, experiences, etc. Um, but how do you take this into account when using the intuitive eating approach, and how can they mesh together? So this episode may be useful for you if you experience menstrual cycle yourself, if your partner does, family member, etc. So at its core, intuitive eating is all about the magic phrase, interoceptive awareness. So this is how much you can notice and respond to signals in your body. And your cycle is an amalgamation of internal signals. Hormones are by definition a series of chemical messengers. So they drive your cycle, they are signals, it's how we can be aware of and listen to those, is at its core of intuitive eating. So they by nature go together very well. Now, it's very common that you're starting your intuitive eating journey, you're starting to tune into hunger, fullness, you're starting to feel more satisfied, and then you get a wave of cravings, or you feel super overwhelmed, out of control, you feel like you're failing, that you just start to spiral basically and you start to think maybe intuitive eating isn't for me, I'm doing something wrong, I don't feel great. Later you go to the bathroom, whatever happens and you suddenly go, oh, I've realised why. That is the source of me feeling out of control. It's got nothing to do with necessary intuitive eating or where you're at, it is just a hormonal response. And even with apps, trackers, everything else, cycle variation and other factors might mean that we're still caught out every now and again. Although tracking can help you reduce this, which is why it's recommended. So, I'm going to attempt to talk very briefly through the cycle in about one minute. Feel free to look it up. Uh, Hopefully I get it all right, but it is just a very quick run through. So, what is the cycle? It is four phases, all preparing you for a possible pregnancy. So, ovulation equals egg release. If it isn't fertilised, then your uterus lining sheds and you get what we call a period. This normally takes around 28 days, but there's a lot of variation for individuals. So... Days one to two, you have your period, estrogen is normally low, you're fatigued, you might experience PMS, so cramps, abdominal pain, joint, muscle pain, brain fog, the list goes on. Days three to five, normally, roughly, um, your period ends, estrogen is on the up, yay, energy increases, you might feel a little more energised. Day six to nine, your testosterone is up, your estrogen is up, this is normally when you feel, quote unquote, your best. Days 10 to 13, estrogen peaks at its highest, you're your most fertile. This might be when you're feeling your best, often most social, most optimistic. If you think about it, we're adapted to feel our best at these times. Day 14, ovulation. Day 15 to 18, you're going to have that sudden change. Egg has been released, so your body needs to react to that. You might experience intense emotions, tiredness, anxiety. This is often when people experience mental health symptoms. Day 19 to 22, your estrogen drops progesterone and testosterone peaks estrogen down others up you might experience excess oil sensitive skins you get breakouts so body image can be a little tough on these days days 23 to 25 high progesterone they're going up bloating 
appetite, sluggishness, PMS. Days 26, 28, prepare to do it all again. Yay! So, days to phases, as I've used days, find them easiest. Menstrual, you get a period. Follicular, in between, period, ovulation, ovulation, ovulation when the egg's released. Day 14, luteal. And then your luteal phase is from ovulation to your next period. Then it goes round and round. Um, self, I think it's Self or Stylist magazine, um, have a great video and they run through it, I think in two minutes, and it has really good visuals, so I would use that. So, some interesting facts. Maybe interesting, maybe not. Uh, it's normal to feel more hungry before your period is due because progesterone has increased. This is often why people experience binging, overeating, and feeling out of control. You might find that right before ovulation, estrogen is peaking, so your appetite is actually low. So often two opposite sides of the coin there. And when estrogen is peaking, your body is using carbs really efficiently. And that's why your appetite tends to go down. Progesterone has what we call a hypothermic effect. This means your body is actually raising its base temperature and uses more energy to do so. That's why you often feel more hungry and actually your body does use more energy. Estrogen tends to favour carbs, progesterone, protein. And after our period, we're often low on iron because of the blood loss. So do your cravings match this? Moving your body is normally easiest seven to ten days before your period and often hardest just before. So easiest after, hardest before. That makes a lot of sense. Apparently our body image may improve leading up to ovulation when we're peaking and feeling our best and our faces can even become more symmetrical. Don't ask me how this works but apparently it's a well-known phenomenon. <laughs> so we're more attractive to the mate if you think of it in an evolutionary context but that's why our body image might be feeling great at that time. And unfortunately, it tends to worsen in the four to six days leading to your period and is sometimes considered a PMS symptom. Serotonin, so our happy hormone, decreases just before your period. Um, and a food that's a really high source of serotonin, chocolate. Hence why we often stereotypically say cravings for chocolate increase. They can help with our serotonin. Not the only food, but the one we normally associate. Apparently, high estrogen means better training because you'll have increased insulin sensitivity and a little bit of a better pain tolerance. So you might find at times when that is highest, so day six to nine, sort of in middle of your cycle, um, that is when you might feel and want to really train hard. But again, there's a lot of resources online for that. So some tips to how you can intuitively work with your cycle and when it comes to food and movement. So first things first. As well as tracking your cycle, track cravings, appetite, movement, how movement's feeling, mood, basically anything you consider significant. Because it's all right going, oh, I'm on day 15. What does that mean for you? Your scale might not match theirs at all because everyone is different. And variation can be anything up to, I think, 15 or 20 days, depending on who you are. So make a note of what was important to you somewhere that is useful to you. There's no point in downloading an iPhone app if you are a paper person and vice versa. Second thing, honour your cravings, not just your hunger. Because chances are, you might be craving different things. You may be hungry, you may not be hungry. And by honouring those, it means if you meet it the first time, you're not going to eat something else and come back to it and feel out of control. It's that sort of restriction thing as well. So honour your cravings, make note of hunger. They sort of go hand in hand. Third thing, try not to judge yourself. Sounds really easy, but... Your cycle, even from that little bit, hopefully, that I've given, you will see that it affects how you see yourself and you will feel a bit meh and not your greatest and even a little bit out of control. 
but know that it is a biological response. You're not doing anything wrong. And even if it feels like everything's going wrong, taking that from a place of non-judgment and acceptance will be super helpful. Next thing, emotional eating. Just be aware of it. We want to try and find other coping mechanisms for our emotions, build that toolkit, find some self-care mechanisms. But equally, eating is there as a mechanism and a coping thing for a reason. If you are really struggling, PMS, whatever, know that emotional eating happens. Be aware if you do it and maybe start to find some other things. But know that it's there and it does serve a purpose for you. Next thing, focus on joyful movement. So movement will change intensity throughout your cycle and just find movement that feels good or even if you're on a very set routine that you really want to stick to know that if it feels difficult if you need to take a step back if a weight feels harder than it was and you feel like you're not progressing it may be because of that cycle and just be aware of that take that into account so that it feels a bit more joyful and then last thing gentle nutrition and I want you to focus on adding here not subtracting so remember follicular and ovulation equals estrogen high we might need some supplemental carbs when progesterone is high later on we need a bit more protein so just keep that in mind also when progesterone is high often it's recommended we focus a little bit on digestive health so this is days 23 25 when you feel a bit sluggish and when we're focusing on our digestive health fiber probiotic foods all that stuff is very good during the luteal phase, insulin sensitivity is low. Your metabolism might be increased, but you have low serotonin. So try and find foods that are rich in something called tryptophan. Um, you can Google it, but things like whole milk have a lot, canned tuna, turkey, pumpkin seeds, oats. It's in quite a lot of things. Um, and your body might prefer a little bit of fat. So now's the time to focus on oily fish, nuts, olive oil, avocados, all those lovely things. Um, and actually, it's normally recommended to add a little bit of zinc because it's used in hormone synthesis, and that's in poultry, seeds, whole grains. Again, Google it. If you feel like you really need a supplement, maybe go for that. But if not, try and add more food in. Don't restrict. And main thing I want you to take away is that this is not just a journaling exercise, although it's super useful. Once you notice these patterns, you have to find what works for you to deal with them. If your appetite is changing, maybe you can't concentrate at work certain days of your cycle, well then pack more snacks, meal plan for those times, have things in place. If you get anxiety, body image issues at certain points, prepare, have looser clothing, don't plan social things, have something in place to deal with that as much as you can. And a side note at the end that a lot of conditions will affect how you experience everything. You have PCOS, endometriosis, use birth control, your um, menopausal, if you are severely restricting, experience an eating disorder, if you so many other things so main thing talk to a healthcare provider if you need to do your own research and try and tune in with your body more than anything external